Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series in the Book of Romans with Part 2 of this message entitled, The Christian Sacrifice. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I exhort, therefore, therefore means in terms of all what he has spoken so far, the first 11 chapters. So, if you don't exercise your mind in doctrine, especially in the epistle of St. Paul to the Romans, which is the most comprehensive treatment of Christian theology, if you don't, you will slip and fall. You must study with your mind. Study hard. Because it's not easy to understand. You must pray, O oh Lord, give me wisdom that I may know the doctrine. The indicative. That which is. That which God has done. Therefore, God commands us how then we should live. And so chapter 12 through 16, speaking about application of doctrine. And we are saying Christian life, that's a subject. Before it was Christian doctrine, now it is what? Christian life. It is not speaking about simply worship service in the church. That is included. It is speaking about all of life. All of life. Surrendered to Christ as sacrifice. Including our time. Time is life. Talents. Our monies. Everything. Our life belongs to him. And so Christian life is Christian worship. All of life. Married life is worship. Did you ever know that? Married life is worship. Family life is worship. Everything is worship to God. Private life, public life. When you go from here to New York for a business trip, that is worship. How many people did things that they should not have done? So, number four, this sacrifice is living sacrifice. Why is it living? Christ died for our sins that we may live for him in holiness by his life. We have been brought from death to life eternal. So we offer our bodies in holy service to God all our life, here and hereafter. So St. Paul says this, Romans 6 and verse 4, We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, 
we too may live a new life living sacrifice or romans 6:13 do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness but rather offer yourselves to god as those who have been brought from death to life and offer parts of your body to him as instruments of righteousness living sacrifice this sacrifice is a living sacrifice because it comes from our new life in Christ Christ is the vine we are the branches so our fruitfulness of obedient life comes from the life of Christ union with Christ his life comes into us and we live number 5 it is a holy sacrifice it is also a holy sacrifice because we are set apart to god and so we live a holy life in obedience to god we live a holy life as we are enabled by the holy spirit who dwells in us holy spirit dwells in us to make us what sir holy holy sacrifice so holiness is not optional it is integral to our christian life in other words we have renounced the sins of our old miserable life so paul says in philippians 2:15 so that you may become blameless and pure children of god without fault in a crooked and depraved generation paul elsewhere calls this age this present evil age in this present evil age we live a holy life children of god without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like stars in the universe and so in revelation chapter 19 verse 7 and 8 let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory for the wedding of the lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready finely and bright and clean was given to her to wear and then we are told fine linen stands for the righteous deeds of the saints what we do here our good works our holiness the antinomian christian is a monstrosity and yet that is the prevailing idea in the church today you are saved by faith go home and sin all you want in fact the antinomian says he glorifies grace he is not a christian he is a monster 
And number six, our sacrifice is offered pleasing to God. You are a stone tothayo, pleasing to God. Not pleasing to ourselves. Not that you certified it is pleasing to you. It is pleasing to God. Did you worship God this morning? Pleasing to God. Not pleasing to ourselves according to our standard. But pleasing to God based on God's standard of his Holy word, regulative principle, preceptive will of God. He didn't ask you to live the way you wanted. He gave you a book. And you better read it. Because otherwise he will not accept your worship, your married life. It tells you how you should live. You cannot live the way you want it. If you are a Christian, then your married life is regulated. Your work life is regulated. Your Bible reading is regulated. Your singing is regulated. Your everything is regulated. Therefore, pleasing to God. Ephesians 5.17 says, Therefore, do not be foolish. But understand what the Lord's will is and then act upon it. So can you imagine when we don't study the Bible, we are going to do wrong things. We become culturally conforming. That's the next verse. We absorb culture. You don't have to study it, we absorb it. When we speak about single people to live sexually pure life, that's what the book says. But the culture says something else. You got married and you want to divorce? Well, that's what the culture says. No fault divorce. Isn't that true? In California, no fault divorce. But the Bible says God hates it. And you can never please God by doing what you want to do. You don't like to work? Well, you are a rebel. You are not worshipping God aright. You must work how many days, sir? Six days. We tell you the truth. That calls for hard work. That's why when we come here, we don't tell stories and something else and entertain. The pagans... Live their lives to please the devil. Christians live to please the Lord. We please God first of all. And we please our brothers and sisters. Second of all. So 2 Corinthians 5.9 says... So we make it our goal to please him in everything. In Romans 15, we read, We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. 
Each of us should please his neighbor for his good to build him up. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. And he prayed in the garden of Gethsemane, thy will be done. And he taught us to pray, thy will be done. When we do the will of God, we please God. And God is so pleased with us, he blesses us. It's always that way. You hear and do his will, and he blesses you. It's very important. We need blessing. And you do what God tells you to do, and it will be all right. We live our life in thought, word, and deed, in public, in home, and in private. To glorify God and to enjoy him forever. That God may be delighted with our worship, with our life. So in Ephesians 5, 1 and 2 we read, Be imitators of God therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us. And gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. God smells our sacrifice and he's pleased. And all of a sudden a blessing from his heart comes to you. It will be sent to you and it will come to you and you receive it. Paul says in Philippians 4 verse 18, I have received full payment and even more I am amply supplied now that I have received from Epaphroditus. The gifts you send, they are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. Everything matters, sir. You say you are a Christian. What are you doing? It all matters, sir. Is your life sending a fragrant aroma pleasing to God? And number seven, which is your logical service. Ten, logiken, latreian, homon. That is, such is our spiritual, logical, intelligent, reasonable service to God. Worship should not be stupid, irrational, emotive, mystical. No, it must be intelligent, spiritual service of a redeemed child of God whose mind is renewed by the spirit when you sing we sing with understanding understand what we are singing we are not taken up with the tune and the music which is good but we are taken up with the word it says our worship is regulated 
by the scripture and the Holy Spirit. Jesus said the Samaritans worship what they do not know. They are ignorant. And this is true of Christian worship. Go to the sacerdotal sacramentalist churches. It's simply unintelligent. A lot of smells and bells and smokes. But nobody knows what's going on. They don't want them to understand the gospel. And look at paganism. It is all superstition and irrationalism. That's demonization. That's demon worship. Christian worship is intelligent, reasonable, logical, spiritual service to God. True worshipers, Jesus said, worship the Father in spirit and in truth. You can go to a church and you spend five minutes listening to the preacher. And if he's not preaching the book, you walk out. Because it is a crime to worship in that church where the gospel is not proclaimed. We are to worship the Father in spirit and in truth and God's word is truth. Nothing else. That's why I don't believe in psychology and this ology, that ology and every other ology. It's all creation of human beings. Thy word is true. That's what we say, sola scriptura. And I demand that those who are in this church must subscribe to that. Scripture alone is God's word. We do not come to worship to be entertained or somebody meet our felt needs. We worship God that he may be glorified, that he may be pleased. Paul says we worship by the spirit of God who glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh, in human ideas. And we worship God not mechanically. Not ceremonially, not ritually, but from the heart, way inside, with the mind, with our will, with our affection, all surrendered to Christ. And we worship with the mind and we worship with the spirit. We worship with the mind and also we worship with the Spirit. So 1 Corinthians 14, 13 through 17, for this reason, anyone who speaks in a tongue should pray that he may interpret what he says. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is what? Unfruitful. So what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, but I also pray with my mind. I will sing with my spirit, but I will also sing with my mind. 
or Ephesians 5:17 through 21 therefore do not be foolish but understand what the lord's will is do not get drunk on wine which leads to debauchery instead be filled with the spirit speaking to one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing and making music in your heart to the lord always giving thanks to god the father for everything in the name of our lord jesus christ that's worship paul says in the church i would rather speak what five words that people will understand but there are mysteries here that we cannot fathom so our worship is not superstitious it is intelligent spiritual reasonable of the renewed heart and mind well pleasing to god that's why you cannot come and and sleep it is the worship of a broken spirit and a contrite heart for this is what the high and lofty one says he who lives forever whose name is holy i live in a high and holy place but also with him who is contrite and lowly in spirit to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite god delivered israel from slavery to the taskmaster pharaoh that they may serve the lord it is repeated several times in the book of exodus there was a purpose you must be slave to the devil or to the lord you must serve somebody the choice is either serve sin and the devil or serve the living and true god who in mercy saved us and freed us from all evil this new slavery to god is joyful slavery and true freedom satan comes to steal kill and destroy jesus came to give abundant life eternal life to us to give us true freedom so in gratefulness we serve jesus christ in life and in death so philippians 1 verse 20 paul says i eagerly expect and hope that i will in no way be ashamed but will have sufficient courage so that now as always christ will be exalted in my body whether by life or by death Galatians 2:19 for through the law I died to the law so that I might live for God all of post conversion life friends true freedom is found only in bondage to Jesus to hear and do his will exactly immediately and with great joy because of gratitude god saved me freed me gave me eternal life adopted me into his family i'm a son of god heir of god joined us with christ 
In fact, I'm given a place in the kingdom of God that is above the angels, the elect angels. We are seated with Christ. We are the bride of Christ. What dignity, what position, what freedom. There is no greater freedom than slavery to Jesus Christ. And this service covers the entire range of our life and activity, whatever we do. Do it all for the glory of God. We are called, justified, glorified. We enjoy peace with God. We have access to God as his holy priests. We don't stand way out there. And the bishop and the pope. And they stand way out there. No, 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 sir. We all are priests. And we come to God in the name of Jesus Christ. To offer sacrifices and God accepts our sacrifice. Every Christian is a priest. And invited to come. Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with confidence to find mercy and receive grace for our time of need. Come on, he says, come on. Having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. We have access to God. We hope in the glory of God and we rejoice even in tribulations also. And sir, we have something to offer too. As priests. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 15 and 16. Through Jesus therefore let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of what sir? Praise. You see when you sing. In the presence of God whether here or at home. You are as priests. Offering sacrifice of praise to God the fruit of lips that confess his name and then he says do not forget to do good and to share with others for with such sacrifices God is pleased so when you come to church or when you see somebody else has need and you have the means you help that person which is also a sacrifice to God with our monies which God accepts. And so we read in First Peter 2, 5, you also like living stones are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood offering spiritual sacrifices. Pneumatica thusias. Sacrifices offered by the Holy Ghost acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Or we already read, I have received full payment and even more I am amply supplied. They sent gifts to St. Paul. Now he says, now that I have received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent, they are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. And this church does all this giving. We are always giving. I keep giving and God keeps giving to me. I give and he 
gives to him. In fact, what I have received, what? I give on. I don't give anything which I have not received. So are you. You come here a Saturday and you see what people are doing. They're always working. Sacrifice is acceptable to God. So we read whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all what, sir? To the glory of God. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Sacrifice. The whole of Christian life is lived to please God. Have mercy upon me, O Lord. Forgive my sin from this day forward. I will do all things for the glory of God.